Thank you, Jerome. Thank you, J.D., for your prayer, and Mark Stanley for your help today. Good morning, church family. Our scripture reading today is from Malachi chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. It says, Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in His presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored His name. They will be mine, says the Lord Almighty, in the day when I make up my treasured possession. I will spare them, just as in compassion a man spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve and those who do not. The prophet Malachi here uh, depicts God as a God who likes treasure. Those who fear the Lord and honor His name are His treasure. Now, have you ever thought of yourself as a piece of treasure? If you were a piece of treasure, what would you be? A pearl necklace, a diamond ring? What would you be? I watched the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's for the first time a few years ago. And it's a very popular movie. A lot of people like Breakfast at Tiffany's. And personally, I don't see what all the hubbub is about. Not my favorite movie. You know, it's okay, though. But I do like the idea of a church being like Tiffany's. Tiffany's is a place where you can find all sorts of treasure. From very simple tie tack or a cufflink to very extravagant uh, like a big diamond necklace and the church is full of all kinds of different people as well you might say from a cufflink to a pearl necklace but the one thing that all that treasure has in common is how beautiful it is how it sparkles and how it's pure the purest of gold And people in the church, the one thing that we all have in common is that we're beautiful. We're all God's treasured possession. We're beautiful. Now that sounds nice, doesn't it? To say that we're all beautiful. We're all shiny, sparkly, happy people. Right? Except for the fact that even though I'd like to consider myself as a pure gold ring, I don't feel like it most of the time. In fact, there's evidence that shows to be on the contrary. I'm no gold ring at all. Not even close. Maybe it looks like I might have been a gold ring at one point or another, but something happened that leaves me falling well short of pure gold status. I don't think I even qualify to be a tight or a cuffling or a sterling silver telephone dialer. If you remember from the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's, that's what the jeweler tries to sell Paul and Holly, a sterling silver telephone dialer. 
In fact, we have that clip. Let's go ahead and show that clip. May I help you? Perhaps. Actually, we were looking for a present for the lady. Certainly, sir. Is there something special you had in mind? Well, we had considered diamonds. Now, I don't want to offend you, but the lady feels that diamonds are tacky for her. Oh, I think they're divine on older women, but I don't think it would be right for me. You do understand. Certainly. In all fairness, I think I ought to explain uh, there is also a secondary problem, one of finance. We can only afford to spend a limited amount. May I ask how limited? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. And that was the outside figure, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything for ten dollars? Well, frankly, madam, within that price range, the variety of merchandise is rather limited. However, I do think we might have, let me see, strictly as a novelty, you understand? For the lady and gentleman who has everything, a sterling silver telephone dialer at 675, including tax. Sterling silver telephone dialer? Yes, sir. At 675, including federal tax. Well, the price is right, but, uh... I must say, I'd rather hope for something slightly more, how shall I say it, uh, romantic in feeling. What do you think? A sterling silver telephone dial is good. I certainly think it's handsome, but the, you do understand. Well, we tried, but I guess we could have something engraved, couldn't we? Yes, I suppose so. Yes, indeed. The only problem is you would more or less have to buy something first, if only in order to have some object upon which to place the engraving. You see the difficulty? Yeah, well, uh, we could have this engraved, couldn't we? I think it would be very smart. This, I take it, was not purchased at Tiffany's? No. Actually, it was purchased concurrent with, uh, well, actually came inside of, well, a box of Cracker Jack. I see. Do they still really have prizes in Cracker Jack boxes? Oh, yes. That's nice to know. Gives one a feeling of solidarity, almost of continuity with the past, that sort of thing. Do you think Tiffany's would really engrave it for us? I mean, you don't think they would feel it was beneath them or anything like that? Well, it is rather unusual, madam. But I think you'll find that Tiffany's is very understanding. If you'll tell me what initials you would like, I think we could have something ready for you in the morning. Tell me this is a lovely case. movie, but I love that scene. That scene is very well done. You see, the truth is, there really isn't one piece of treasure in this room. No diamond necklaces, no diamond ring, not even a sterling silver telephone dialer. You see, we're the Cracker Jack's ring. Well, we are Cracker Jack's ring. And if we approach God, who's the holder of of, you know, heaven itself, all of the treasure that can ever be imagined, the most prestigious jeweler in the universe, if we approach him with what we have to offer, maybe about $10, the outside figure, we can expect to get in return maybe something like a sterling silver telephone dial. But, if we approach God as we are, but faithful and trusting and humble like a child 
then we can expect God to be gracious and kind, just like the jeweler was in Breakfast at Tiffany. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 21 and 22. Now it is God who makes both of us and you stand firm in Christ. He, He anointed us, set His seal of ownership on us, and put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. We may be just a room full of Cracker Jack rings, but the jeweler has been gracious and kind, and he has engraved his name on each one of us. And that is what makes us beautiful. It's not our own beauty or purity. It's the fact that we are a jewelry collection by the most prestigious jeweler and designer in the universe. We are the Saved by Jehovah collection. The Saved by Jehovah collection. And we're not known for our beauty or our purity, but instead the Saved by Jehovah collection is known by their love. The way that they love each other. The way that they love everyone else. So while Paul and Holly can run around gleefully showing all their friends this ring that says Tiffany's on it. So we can run around joyfully because we got the bargain of a lifetime. God's name is written on us. Isn't that pretty neat? The deal of a lifetime. Now, don't get me wrong. You might... Hear what I'm not saying. Um, I'm not saying that God just stamped you um, and you didn't have any say. You know, you you couldn't resist it. Um, Because obedience, Christian obedience, is critical. And that matters. But the same Holy Spirit that put His seal on us, He helps us to be obedient children. In fact, the entire Trinity, God, the Father, Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit all help us to be obedient children. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 7. And when you see the capitalized, underlined words, you know what to do, I think. Because there are different kinds of gifts, but the same. There are different kinds of service, but the same. There are different kinds of working, but the same works, all of them in all men. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So notice here in this scripture, we have the Holy Spirit giving gifts. We have the Lord Jesus teaching us service. And we have God working in us directly. That's Father, Son, Holy Spirit all working in us to make us obedient children and to help us build one another up, help us love one another. So even our acts of charity and love and service, they wouldn't be possible without God's grace, without Father, Son, Holy Spirit helping us. We often think of God's grace as simply giving us something we don't deserve. And while that's true, 
God's grace is also helping us be obedient children. So let me sum up my message this morning with Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 26. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Notice, you might have noticed on the communication card, part of this verse is uh, in your next step to memorize. Just verses 25 and 26, which says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Okay? So that's a really easy verse to memorize. When we begin comparing ourselves to other people here, or if we start thinking maybe that we are better than somebody else in this room, that's when we fall short. I mean, let's just call it like it is. That is very sinful. If you think that, that you're any better for whatever reason than somebody else here in this room, that's a sin. That is not of the Spirit. When we all realize that we are just a room full of Cracker Jack rings, that's when we can be the, the church that God intended us to be. And in fact, if you've ever thought that you're better than anyone else for any reason, think about what Mark Barone said in, this, in his class this morning. He says that you are indebted, actually, to that person, to love that person. Okay? So, for example, there are 14 people on the minister search committee right now. Fourteen people, right? Now, while there are many of you here today that are not on that committee, but are certainly well qualified to be, I think we can all agree that it's better, it's wise, to limit that committee to a certain number of people. Say, fourteen. Otherwise, we'd have 150 people on the search committee, and meetings would be a mess, and we'd never get anything done. However, this does not mean that if you're not a part of those 14 people, you don't have a voice. You're not, those people aren't any more valuable than you are. We're all gods. We all have God's name inscripted on us. And that's what makes us valuable. We're all in this together. And I think this is the intention of the survey that the search committee is going to give you today. Um, it's the search committee's way of saying, hey, you know what? We're all in this together. We're all God's children. We're equal. So let's find a way to get everybody's input. Let's find a way to get all God's treasured possession involved. So I would encourage each and every one of you to take this survey seriously, to fill it out, to do your part. If you are not a Christian today, you can get the bargain of a lifetime today 
you can get a Tiffany's inscription on your Cracker Jack's rings. In other words, you could get God's name engraved on you. You could be baptized, becoming a Christian. That's how it was done in the New Testament. That's how we do it today. We baptize you, immerse you in water, and you can start a new life. Maybe you're here today, and uh, you just need the prayers of the congregation. Whatever your need, if you want to be baptized, uh, whatever your need, please come now as we stand and sing.